Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Hello, welcome to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. Rob Howe, joined by Ryan Merkin. Been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, We're going to focus on girls basketball today because I think I was looking, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, I'll go through it, but... um, 2A, Regina is at number six. 3A, Solon is three. 4A, Clear Creek is seven. And then in 5A, Iowa City West is nine and Liberty is 15. So usually good girls basketball in this area, and it's especially good this year. Been fantastic. And I mean, we seems like just yesterday, right? But it was actually, you know, a couple months ago, we were talking about this on the pod, how good we thought they could be. Um, And I think right around Christmas, I was kind of, we were, I was kind of talking about whether or not they've kind of what teams have done to my expectation level or, or to where we kind of thought they'd be, but it's been great, Rob. And it's really heated up now and we're a week or so out. I'm always a little bit off on this, but if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we're a week out ish from seeing, you know, postseason brackets for girls. Um, and we're not going to get too heavy into that. Like, as I've told the listeners to this, like, I obviously do a lot of stuff like that. I don't publish a lot of stuff on that. Um, it's just one of those things like I, it's kind of a time factor when you cover seven teams to, to, to look at what, I mean, you know, talking to some coaches, they, they are obviously looking at where they think they could go. A team like Clear Creek could, could draw anybody from like a Bond Durant to like a Fort Madison, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, but anyway, we're getting close to that time. And when I'm doing my research for the week and going forward, like you look at it now, Robin, all of our teams, that you those five ranked teams we have that you just mentioned, and really you include West Branch and, and City High into that, who are the teams that aren't ranked, but they've had good wins rate lately. Um, City High had a good win last, an important win over Western Dubuque last week. Um, you know, West Branch had, had a stretch where it got some important RVC wins. Those are important wins right now because it's all about positioning, and this is the final push for your positioning before those postseason pairings come out. Um, Later this month, Rob, it's already the 18th of January. We're talking postseason in several weeks and postseason parents being set, um, you know, in a couple weeks. So you're putting the final touches on your resume right now. And uh, we can jump into it. You can you can jump us into it. But a lot of teams are, are adding big time, have added big time wins to that resume, which can be the difference in, in you know, your postseason seating you know, in the last week. Yeah, no question. It's uh, movement time and trying to get get yourself positioned, as you said, for that postseason. And it's as we talked about, you know, you look at uh, even in five A with 
you know, I got a chance. We both got a chance to see Cedar Falls on Friday. I got a chance to see the first half of Waterloo West and and Liberty. I mean, it's it's going to be very very competitive, and yeah. where you're positioned and where who you match up with could determine whether or not you get to Des Moines. A hundred percent. And even once you get there, it's going to be as competitive. I think. I mean, this again. I get ahead of myself, Rob. It's it's as balanced as it's been in a while in, in, you know, in the biggest class in, in five a. Um, and as we've talked about, our teams have been so good um, city high, West high annual players in that tournament and, and in five a throughout the year. And I don't remember it in a long time being this balanced when you, when you kind of look at, and there's really good teams out there um, obviously as there, as there always are um, you know, the Johnston's, the pleasant valleys, the Waterloo West, um, you know, there's some there's some new teams a little bit. Sioux City East, Davenport North, which we saw last year with, with a really good young nucleus. But as you said, these wins this time of year, you can set yourself up for a regional final. Maybe you know, depending on where you're at, if you're a West, you can maybe get a home game. I mean, they're hovering at nine right now, um, and we don't cover them. I really enjoyed Rob watching that Cedar Falls game the other day. I mean. I know we don't cover Cedar Falls, but people follow it. A lot of the West High people were there. I obviously would have enjoyed covering it more if West High would have made, you know, made a few more shots and, and won the game. But that that West that Cedar Falls team that's as good as I've seen a team follow a defensive game plan, you know, for 32 minutes in a long time. Uh, they were really locked in. So that was a you look at that game, and it was 38-29, and I I had my son with me that night, and we were going home, and he was like, "Boy, that was a really good game for." Nobody's scoring very many points. And it's like he even kind of recognized that it was. It was a it was a close tight game, but Cedar Falls has probably done as much in the last two weeks to improve their resume, Rob. Um, is anybody. You know, we have rankings, a fresh set of rankings coming out. But you mentioned five A in this theme that we're kind of on today is, is you know, positioning time, moving time. Huge win for Liberty last night, Rob, at at Linmar. I mean, that's the type of they've hovered in that 14, 15 range all season. I think they started at that spot. That's right where they've been. It's probably been a really fair ranking for them, Rob, at eight and five. But that's a big win against the Linmar team, you know, that's got a win over Waterloo West on the road. Linmar's got good wins. Um, and then you look at Liberty, City Friday, Cedar Falls next Tuesday. So, I mean, there, there's your chance. I mean, you have another team that Cedar Falls is 14 right now. Um, they've won five or six in a row. I, I'd anticipate them going up. Um you know, on, on tomorrow when rankings come out with that win over West on Friday and a good win over, over city yesterday. So, I mean, that's a Liberty, you know, spot that can maybe, you know, you, you bump yourself up off 15 and, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but right now you'd probably be looking at, you know, do we get a Pleasant Valley? Do we get a Waterloo West a team maybe like that on this side of the state, every spot that you can move up in those rankings, Rob. And that's the good thing about the girls union is you've gotten kind of got that model throughout the year of what they're thinking for seeds and, that's a huge win for Liberty. Two more big opportunities in the next couple of days, um, you know, at City and Cedar Falls. And, and if you want to look beyond that, just for, for the people that we're looking at from Liberty, after uh, City on Friday, they go Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids Xavier, at Waller, at West High. So four straight against ranked teams, um, which is what you expect in this conference. But that was a really big win for them last night. And, and um you know, kudos to Jasmine Barney, great kid, really good player that's had a great career that I picked, 
scored her thousandth point, thousandths, thousandths career point last night. Um, that's still a big thing in high school sports, Rob. That's really cool. So I was happy to see that. But that's a huge win for them as far as positioning. They get a chance, you know, against Cedar Falls at home for another really, really big one before pairings time. Yeah, and they do have five losses, but they've lost to some really good teams. Centennial, Southeast Pole. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Lost to West West by two, you know, so – if they can finish with a flourish here, maybe get West High back, and that'll be a good game. It's at West High, but uh, yeah, certainly opportunities there to move up, as you said. Their losses right now, you know, you look at them, and and it's uh, I think they lost to Xavier in there too, if I'm not mistaken. So you have you know, yeah number three and four A, then uh, three, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> you know, in in five A, yeah. I mean. Again, I, I think that's a deserving spot for them. Everybody's played tough schedules, but the way that they the way that they play, Rob, you know, that Waterloo West game, I text you, I think they shot 47 threes um, or something, something to that effect. The way that they play, I would not want to play them. We can talk more about that later. Um, but, you know, Avery Gaudet had a really good game last night. She had 15. I, I think she's kind of the X factor. I saw her early in the year against North Scott, and she was really, really good. Uh, she doesn't have to score a ton, but I mean, when she can create off the dribble um, and, and add another facilitator alongside Jasmine Barney, that, that team becomes um, a whole another level of dangerous. I, I like her game a lot. And if she can get that type of scoring production, not every night, but some nights to to take some pressure off their shooters uh, as teams try to kind of run them off the three point line, they become a whole another level of of dangerous, I think, Rob. Agree. And uh, as we talked about, uh, tough loss at home uh, for West High last week against Cedar Falls in a defensive battle, but bounced back with a win against Marion and then Fort Madison last night and has Linmar, uh, Waterloo West and City yep. High coming up. Yep. And that's, that's, I just looked down, that's exactly what I have circled. You're, you know, talking to Nate Freeze after that Cedar Falls game. You know, that's a tough one. You score 28 points in a loss. But I think he, you know, we were on the same page in our interview, I guess. He was really impressed by them defensively. Grace Knutson, Drake commit for them was really, really good. I I wish I had all my records, Rob, or, or I wish I had access to all this stuff. I think she had 20, 24 of, of 38 or something, or 26 of 38. You can read my story on your I think she had 26. But that might be a record for highest percentage of, of a team's points in a game that I've – I mean, it's got to be in the top two or three that I've ever covered. Um, she was dynamite, though, in that game. But West, I think, you know, they get the win against Marion, which is a ranked team. They've played them for a long time going back, and, and that's always a tough game. Saturday game, quick turnaround. But last night, I think, was kind of what they need. Like one of those games where the ball goes in the hoop for everybody. And Fort Madison is not a bad team. It's a team with a winning record. Uh, I think they're eight and five, but you have one of those. They hadn't shot it well, Rob, really um, in a couple weeks. They'd, they'd continued to win, which says a lot about what they're doing, but they hadn't shot it really well. And, and this season starts to be a grind a little bit this time of year. So to kind of have one of those games where everybody gets the ball in the hoop a little bit, because again, sticking with our theme, they got some, I mean, they're, they're sitting there at ninth, but you got, you know, number 10, Linmar. And I think three Waterloo West in the next in your two games, you know, before before pairings are set, you you can do some moving and shaking if you're West High, and they obviously can. I mean, it, it, those are neither of those are easy games. Um, 
at Linmar, starting at Linmar on Friday. But you can get one of those, maybe both of those, especially both those. You give yourself an awfully good opportunity to to set yourself up with a much better potentially um, you know spot in the postseason than where you're sitting right now. And, and I still think they're sitting in a pretty good spot right now, Rob. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think Clear Creek is sitting in a good spot on a run here, um, playing some good opponents, playing some not so good opponents, but uh, has an interesting uh, game on Saturday against yeah. Indianola coming up. Uh, doubleheader there. I may head over for that that doubleheader as uh, for prep hoops because uh, I think Indianola is ranked in both boys and girls, and uh, yep. the girls they game are. should be really good. Yeah, Rob and I. We should just open up our group chat sometime, Robert, to how we try to do this stuff, especially on the weekends <laughs> with with our kids' activities. Rob's got Rob's got kids that are very involved in stuff. I have kids that are very involved in stuff. So it's like our family schedule. I just kind of circle times on these days as I'm like, I might try to sneak because I've had that one circled for a while. Talking to um, the coaches over at Clear Creek, I'd, I'd like to sneak over and, and see that one, but. We've got this theme, Rob, with all of these teams, and it rings true with all of them, where they have really key matchups before the pairings come out. These can be really big, though, the the non-conference ones, because it's hard to do when most teams play the same teams all the time. There's very little crossover. Right. So even if you're not talking about, you know, does Clear Creek stay ahead of Indianola, who I think is 11 this week, um, but has played a really tough schedule. Um, but this could be one of those kind of – it gives you a point of reference if you're comparing a team that Indianola's played to CCA. And I'm not saying they do a bunch of score comparison and all that type of stuff, but you got to do some of that, right? So when you have these opportunities again against good non-conference games or good non-conference teams, I think it's a I think it's sometimes even a bigger opportunity to put that data point out there. And they've been really good since Christmas. They we talked about this. They didn't shoot it well in that loss to Benton. Uh, and they hadn't shot it well kind of coming out of break either. But I was there a couple of weeks ago against Mount Vernon and I mean, they were 13 of 26 from three. And I told a couple of people after that, when you've got Ava Locklear um, who didn't have a huge game in that game, but really controlled the game that Mount Vernon plays a really um, tough to go against two, three zone. They'll, they'll do some trapping with the two people on the top of it, which sounds kind of funny, but they just kind of pick their spots. They're really aggressive uh, in the top two spots out of that zone. And they got the ball to Ava Locklear in the high post, and she just dissected it. I mean, even a lot of didn't, a lot of passes that didn't lead to assists, but she's so skilled and, and moved the ball so well out of that. But I told a couple of people after that game, Rob, you've seen Clear Creek several times. We're both really high on them. I know I've talked to some of my other friends in the media that cover them, that have seen them, that are really high on them as well. That hasn't gone anywhere. I was kind of joking with their coaches. Um, about how good I think they can be or how good I think they are. But they they don't go on long scoring droughts because of their post because of their post play and because of how diverse they are on offense or their ability to to get into the lane, to to hit perimeter shots, and then how many kids they have that can score. But I told a couple of people, and you've seen them, Rob, if that team hits double-digit threes, like if they're 13 from 26 – when you've got Ava Locklear and you've got Bliss back in, in the post, I'm not sure what you do with that team <laughs> defensively. Um, Olivia Miller shot the ball well. Avery Lauer continues to get better. Um, they hit perimeter jump shots. I, I, I mean, it's. I think you just kind of tip your hat to them. So I'm not sure what you do with them defensively if they're going to shoot, you know, 45, 50 percent from three against you. 
Yeah, they do have the inside-outside game, and they have length on the defensive end as well, uh, which helps. Um, They've got a really key stretch here too. I mean, Indianola Saturday, which I, I think is a huge opportunity, and then they have Vinton, and then they get Benton at home uh, a week from Friday. Um, and that's a big one. You know, I mean, that's that's one of those two losses along with West High. That's, I think, the 27th. Um, apologize to people in advance. If you have, if, if you're a follower of the site for high school basketball coverage, unless we figure out how a way to clone Rob and I before the 27th, um, there's going to be games that night that I wish that we were at that we're not, because I think it's like a city West night and clear Creek has Benton. And I think West branch and Regina play. It's also <laughs> girls district wrestling that day. So we'll have a bunch of people out. It'll be more than just Rob and I will have the full team out, but there's still going to be stuff that day, Rob, that I wish we could get to that we won't. Yeah, it usually works out that way. They there'll be some nights where there aren't a <laughs> there aren't many games that are yep. intriguing, and then the next night there's ten that are. There's intriguing. a couple. There's a couple of days left of the the rest of the way where I don't think I have a home game. You know, whether it's a Thursday yeah. for wrestling or whatever, and it's like, okay, I mean, that's fine. I'll find some place to go, but. Then you have these other games where I looked at it right away and I start highlighting them. I'm like, oh man, there's seven games I'd like to be at tonight. But we'll figure it out. Clear Creek, as we just talked about, that is the only blemish on the Solon girls record. And Solon has not lost since that December 13th loss in Tiffin. Eight in a row, the most recent last night uh, at Mount Vernon, a nice win for Solon. And, uh, Number three, uh, they are well-positioned right now. They just have to keep it going and stay up there. Exactly right. And and they, I mean, and you talk about it, you're exactly right, Rob, and I don't think this, regardless of what happens on Saturday, will hurt them. They've got Indianapolis, or excuse me, Indianapolis, um, be something. They have Independence on Friday. Um, and then they have North Polk at home, who's currently second in 4A. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those ones, honestly, I, it, it is a theme with our teams when you look at who they have, you know, before next Thursday or next Friday, these the next two games, how big of opportunities our teams have. That's one, Rob, where if I'm Jamie Smith and in the Solon girls, you're you're at the blackjack table with house money. You know, I mean, you, you beat number four and number two North Polk, who you know, go down the varsity bound rabbit hole with them and see who they've beaten in the last two, three weeks, you know, beat Xavier. And I mean, they have an incredible resume. I mean, you all of a sudden win that, and you know you got Unity Christian and Esterville Lincoln Central ahead of you in the three A rankings. But man, you're already a good resume for where you want to be in the postseason gets even better. But regardless of that one, Rob, they're they're playing great basketball. Saw them last night um, against Mount Vernon, and the thing I like about that team, we've talked about this a lot through our course of podcasting and, and working together, you know, here at Your Pro Sports, Robin. They've got a lot of things that I like, you know, starting with Callie Levine, who's fantastic and has had a, another incredible year, just continues to improve, I think. Um, but I like their guards. They're continuing to get better. Some of those girls are really playing their role or really playing, in the, in the case of Kobe Leeds, really playing varsity basketball for the first time. And she's been really good after Christmas. Haley Miller was great late in that game last night, Rob, uh, in the fourth quarter. But what I like is they just they keep finding ways to win. Uh, they're they're playing close games and they're winning close games. I mean, they've won eight in a row now. They haven't lost, obviously, since that Clear Creek game. But it's like that's what it takes sometimes. They every time I watch them, it feels like you know they found a way to win that Benton game when Kelly Levine was in foul trouble. And that day, it was really they really dug in on defense. 
I thought that was the best I've seen them play half court, you know, man-to-man defense in, in the time that, that Jamie Smith has been there. And last night it was free throws. I mean, they went 22 from 23 in a high school basketball game from the free throw line. Um, they were fantastic. They, they got contributions. They hit some shots, you know, key kids. Um, but they got to the line and, and a lot of those were, you know, not one in one type situations where you're getting fouled on a rebound. Those were creating offense fouls, you know, getting to getting into the lane fouls. Kelly Levine was 13 of 13 and, and, you know, really kind of controlled that game in a lot of ways. So they're playing w- really well, Rob. Chance for a huge kind of bonus win, in my opinion. On Saturday, that's another one I would maybe like to check out, depending on how my schedule goes. But after that, they go to Marion and to Regina the following week, too. So they got opportunities here coming up or challenges up here coming up well, or a lot of tough challenges coming up in the next couple of weeks, too. Um, that Regina Solon game, I think, will be really, really good, too. Yes, and Regina will be the next school we talk about. Had its 10-game winning streak snap last week against a really good North Lynn team, so kind of a wake-up call, but bounced back last night against Wilton. And uh, I'm sure after the game up at North North Lynn that Mary Rogers has their attention now that got to bring it every night. As good as they are, they're going to have to make sure, because they shouldn't lose by 20 points to to any team. I, I agree with that. At the same time, I, I was following Jeff Linder from the Sierra Gazette that night, who was there when I was at wrestling, because the score that surprised me. Then you, and we say this all the time, whether me and you joke about it, but you see a score and you're like, whoa, early in the season. Then by the end of the year, it makes more sense. When I looked at the stats from that, you know, North Lynn is uh, hit 11 threes and shot 60%. And it's, it's like, yeah. now again, I'm sure Mary would be the first to say, too many makeable shots because they, you know, the way that they pride themselves on playing defense, but it's kind of like what I said about Clear Creek. Um, that team plays four guards, really almost kind of five guards, and they can all shoot and they're really tough to defend. Very similar in the way that Regina is. Um, but if they shoot 60% from the floor, they hit a bunch of perimeter jump shots. They're incredibly tough to beat, but I agree with you, Rob. Um, and again, right back to what I've said about every one of our teams. Big time opportunity for Regina on Saturday um, against Cascade up at Cornell College in Mount Vernon. So the boys had their, uh, I think they called the RBC shootout a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Really cool event. I, I love it. And I love the, I really like where they've put it in the schedule, Rob, where you're not doing that at the very end of the year. Um, you know, the boys was kind of right after Christmas. The girls is this Saturday. The boys was over at Kirkwood. Uh, this one's at Cornell, but kind of, matching up those teams from from the south and the north and and this is uh this is one of the premier games of that day rob i mean you got number five cascade number six regina um and it should be really really good but what i like about it too is again this is kind of one of those premier if both those teams hold court the rest of the way rob you know before parents come out this is kind of one of those where i'm assuming the winner of that you know gets a slightly better when we look at it in a couple of weeks and we look at the draw, we'll say, yeah, the, the team that won that probably has a little bit better draw. Um, you never know. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but this is a big one aside from a little bit of North South number one seed right now, bragging rights on Saturday. This is, this can move where you're at, um, you know, in a, in a regional final in a couple of weeks. So this is a big one. And, it, it's just, it's right, as good as these two teams have been, Rob, since I've been back here, I'm just happy. I, I honestly mean this. I'm happy that we get Cascade Regina girls basketball game. 
I mean, these two teams have played some incredible games. Mm-hmm. They both made runs at state. Uh, these are two of the best, you know, premier small town, pro- small school programs in the state. Um, and with the way, you know, with adding the teams to the conference, I like the way they're doing it where you're getting your, you know, everybody's playing everybody on their division home and away um, and playing some of those crossover games, but some of them go away. And I understand that, but I'm still glad that we get Regina Cascade on Saturday for sure, Rob, because these two teams need to play each other. They're, they're too good and the game should be too good to, to not have this one on the schedule. Yeah. If you're free and have some time, check that out up at Cornell this weekend should be some, some really good games, including that one. That's the headliner. I think that eight o'clock uh, yes. game, the the night cap, so to speak. Uh, you got my to s- <laughs> mine too. You got <laughs> to see Soul and Boys last night. They've got a they've got a little run here, four in a row for them. And uh, you know, it, we saw them or I saw them uh, with you against West Branch earlier in the season. Uh, seems like they've kind of come together and and, and you know gelled a little bit as the season's yeah. gone on. I think that's a good way to say it. They're playing a lot of juniors that haven't played a ton of varsity basketball um, that looked more comfortable last night. A couple things, Rob. You know, we talked mostly girls today. We'll get into the boys heavier next week as they get closer to this point in their schedule. They're about a week behind. But it looks like they've turned a little bit of a corner. And the thing that I'm interested to see with Solon going forward, Rob, is you know, I thought – Last night, they, they played a lot of 1-3-1 zone under Jared Galpin, and they've really given some teams fits with it. I mean, they they really gave West Branch fits with it that night we saw them, you know, and you don't see it that much, and they've got some length at the top of it with Oak and Foster. But, you know, Mount Vernon really shot them out of that in the first half, and it was a 13-point game with about two and a half left in the second quarter. And, I, hey, kudos to Mount Vernon last night, by the way, too. Great environment. The best of the year. I mean, that place was 90% full. Really good crowd. Really good environment. It's kind of rocking. Mount Vernon's up by 13. Solon hung in there. Cole Buffington, who's a junior playing for the first time, hit some big shots to get it to, I think, seven at halftime. And I, I've never seen a game. I, I've rarely seen a game flip that much so shortly, Rob. Solon was up 11, you know, after three quarters. I think they outscored him 25 to, to seven in the third um, and shot it really well, but they shot him out of that one-three-one zone. They went to half-court man. And I mentioned it before, you know, about Jamie Smith's soul and girls team. That's I think maybe one of the best stretches I've seen Jared Galpin's soul and boys teams have just digging in and playing half-court man-to-man defense in the second half. They were really good. Everything gets a little bit easier when shots go in, too. Yeah. I understand that. Like the intensity picks up a little bit and, and they hit shots, but they were much crisper on offense. That felt kind of like a turning point game. A couple of the kids told me they thought the turning point was actually the way they played up at West Delaware on, on, uh, I think that was last Friday and got a win up there, but they looked really good, especially the last two and a half quarters, Rob, because Mount Vernon's Derek Roberts has a good team there. Um, they're, they're really solid too. So big win for Solon there. And the thing that I really liked about it, Rob, and, and you've seen him, Jake Benzing, as good as he's been this year, averaging 19 a game. We talked about him on the podcast. He was largely held in check last night. He ended up with 11. Um, he was really good, you know, create, getting other people involved, and he was still a focal point of their offense. But they had five guys in double figures and a lot of guys hitting shots. And if some of those other guys can elevate that level of play the way they did last night, kind of like the way I mentioned before, you know, with with, Liber- with the Liberty girls, they become a really, really, really tough out um, if they have multiple guys that can, you know, create offense 
in some way, shape or form. So great win for them last night, Rob, one that I think could, we could look back at in a couple of weeks and be like, that was kind of the turning point for them. One more boys team. Uh, and like Ryan said, we'll talk more boys next week, but uh, just been an interesting season for city high. I've seen them quite a bit. Saw them last night against Cedar falls, got out to a fast start. Uh, got Dallas bear, got loose a little bit on them, ended up hitting six threes. That'll happen He's against tough. that kid. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting, Ryan, because City High is two and three in their last five games, but they have wins against West, Iowa City West, and Xavier. It, lost to Western Dubuque, lost what? to Waukee Northwest by six, and then lost by five last night against Cedar Falls. It seems like they're they're right there about putting it all together, but just the just can't just haven't been able so far to get over that hump. But I think it, ha- I think City has the potential to to make a run if it gets a, a nice draw. I'm doing, I, I, I'm doing this. Rob can see me. Nobody, it's terrible. Nobody, I throw my hands up kind of like in, in agreement with Rob, basically, where it's like, I knew where he was going with that. Um, and it's funny because Rob and I actually, we, we talked beforehand before we did the pod about, you know, t- kind of talking girls and everything. We didn't set this up, but Rob just nailed it with the segue going from Solon to City. Cause I really do feel like Solon's had a couple turning point type games the way they played out at a really good West Delaware team. And then the way they played in the second half last night, kind of one of those moments where it's like, we're down 13 and then we won by 20 where you kind of see what you can do. Um, You know, maybe you felt like for, for city, it was the win against West. Um, You know, as you said, they come back and lose to Western Dubuque, Um, you know, but it's, it's just, you come back, you, you beat Xavier, right. And then you, you push the number one team, Waukee Northwest to the limit. Um, I think that that type of win is, is, is out there for them, Rob, or that type of stretch maybe where I don't think that they've fully turned the corner, but boy, you, you feel like they're really close, right? I mean, just they're, they're playing in stretches in each game where you watch them. And I had, they had several stretches like this in that West high game where I watch them and I'm like, you know, who, who can't these guys beat? And they've proven it, you know, since then, but man, they've got some pieces. They've got more than some pieces. Um, I, I, I think you said it really well. We say this about a lot of our teams, but that's one of those teams that, that realistically with, with where they're sitting right now, Rob, what are they? Five and seven. Is that right? That sounds right. Five and and eight after last night. Um, And they've got Liberty. They've got Linmar. They've got West. They still have a West Des Moines Valley left on the schedule. Um, They got Kennedy left. So they have some really, really tough ones. But that's a team that with, you know, under 500 that you're probably looking at getting like a a highly ranked team in a a semifinal. And (laughs) – I mean, I don't know of those semifinal type teams if there's anybody around here that I think could be more dangerous. If that makes sense, I mean, they've shown they can win, they can compete with those upper echelon teams. Um, it's just going to be a matter of putting it all together. But I'm real, I, like I, I almost that was the other game that I wanted to get to last night. There's always a couple of those, uh, and, and as Rob said, he was there. Um, I think they're really close to turning the corner, Rob. And I say that not, you know, in a, in a positive way, obviously not in a negative way, but they showed some potential when I saw them against West and then have done so with these scores over the last couple of weeks where nothing's nothing's going to surprise me with them down the stretch. 
I mean, they're in the way they play too. Um, they've got some athletes, they get up and down the floor. Um, it's fun. I'm, I'm really excited to watch them in Liberty. Uh, I, you know, the Liberty boys lose a really tough one in double OT last night to Linmar 87, 81, but they get out and go that, that city Liberty game hasn't been super high scoring in the past. I don't know. I feel like that one, you know, coming up could be, could be an all timer. I, I really do. I mean, those two teams are both, I think, playing really well under the radar in 5A or in 4A a little bit. Well, that's Friday night, and Liberty got City earlier in the season. So yep. it's important if City can get that one back, postseason pairings, yeah. things like that, you you kind of get a draw with a team that's kind of in the same area of you as you, uh, you know, in the power rankings. So, yes. Um, Anything you want to hit on wrestling wise? I know Solon had a couple. Uh, they had a tournament on Saturday at home, and then the girls were at home on Monday, I think, with City and Liberty there. That was a really good event. The, the corridor duels, they called it. There's five teams City, Liberty, Solon, Prairie. Um, that, it, 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 I'm forgetting somebody. Solon, City, Liberty, Prairie. Um, yeah, it was, that was a really good event, Rob. And, and I mean, I think Linmar was going to be there and, and had some stuff come up, but I think that's something that they want to try to grow. Um, those teams were all, you know, City High had gotten Liberty in a duel earlier and Liberty beat them. I think, you know, all those teams were maybe not at full strength as we're getting close to the the end of the road here for girls wrestling and, you know, regionals in, in not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that. But I really enjoyed going over to that. It's so and Jake Munson and, and his staff do a really good job, but, um, they had it at the middle school. I think in the future they want to get that moved over to the high school. Um, not, I mean, in the middle school gym was more than more than great running two mats there, having two two duels going on at the same time. Um, but that was a really fun event. Prairie's got a really solid team, so it was really good wrestling. And all the, I mean, you can read our story on that as well um, on the site. But if you look at the duel scores from that, they were all really competitive. Um, so Mount Vernon was the other team that was there. Sorry. Um, cause Solon beat Mount Vernon, but all the duels were really competitive, Rob city and Liberty had a really entertaining duel that was going on as I was trying to watch Solon and Mount Vernon as well. So that was a really good event. I, I do hope they can keep that going. I think in the future, they'd like to get that, you know, with a bunch of mats going and have, you know, eight, 10, you know, of the best teams from the corridor area, uh, in a dual format. So I know the coaches, a lot of the co- talking, a lot of the coaches, they like the dual format as far as getting matches, but that was really good. And we'll have a lot of girls wrestling coverage coming because I, I'm really excited for a couple Fridays, Rob. You know, if, if you haven't seen the, the the pairings where everybody's going, there's like 30 some teams at Cedar Rapids at the Alliant Energy Powerhouse in two different regionals. Um, talking to the coaches from those teams on that night, it's going to be wild, and they're all excited. But it's just going to be uh, it's going to be different. It's all new, so I'm really excited. We'll have coverage of that. Um, I think those started 11 on Friday, just as a reminder, reminder to people, that's kind of an all day Friday thing uh, compared to the boys, which is, you know, districts have traditionally been Saturday morning to Saturday evening. So I'm excited for that. Um, I think we've got some really good girls wrestling talent in the area too. And um, you know, we'll be back obviously Rob and I with, with more boys basketball and, and boys wrestling um, as they get closer to this same type of schedule that the girls are on, you know, about a week ahead of them. Yeah, no question. A lot more talk on the other sports as well. We wanted to dive in heavy on the girls' basketball today because uh, there's been so much success 
in that sport this year and uh but a lot of success in those other sports as well and we'll hit on those as we go forward and the PSA as always is we're just kind of we scratched the surface a little bit and direct you uh to some highlights on the podcast but for much more in-depth coverage deep coverage daily coverage on all of this stuff go to yourprepsports.com and that reminds me before we get out of here I need to do a read uh, don't want to forget the sponsors. Absolutely they help, not. They help make this thing go. Yes, and, they uh, totally make this thing go. Support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs. Throughout East Central Iowa, a list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That's sui.org. We thank them very much for their support, doing great work at Systems Unlimited. Thank you to Edward Jones as well, which you heard at the top of the podcast. And uh, Ryan and I will be back to talk to you folks next week, and we'll dive into some more. In the meantime, go check out yourprepsports.com. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye, everybody.